What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of The Franchise Talks, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, The Franchise, and hope you had a great holidays. Um, Hopefully you got the gifts that you wanted. Um, You know, as for me, I got... I never really asked for much stuff, but it's great and appreciate that family that gives me items. It's fine. I like to give than to receive, but they want to give me a gift. That's fine. I appreciate their effort. But I rather like to give gifts. That's me. I like to give my friends some gifts. I feel, you know, matches their personalities and, you know, help they enjoy. So hopefully you guys had really good holidays over the weekend. That's for me. Same as well. And of course, um, Kwanzaa starts this recording Kwanzaa starts tomorrow so happy Kwanzaa and I believe Hanukkah should be ending as well so um shalom and you know happy Kwanzaa to everybody else and happy holidays everybody um hope you enjoy leftovers <laughs> while everything is closed basically <laughs> everything was closed on Sunday so hopefully you had leftovers and everything so hope you guys enjoy okay now time to the final list the final animes that I have completed, and if I recommend or don't recommend, so we're in the final list, guys. Been talking about anime for the whole month. Hope you bear with me. So hope you enjoy my recommendations. Um, I will talk about what I feel about this year and what my thoughts are for 2022 as well. But before I do that, of course, I have to take care of the ad reads. Before I do that, make sure to check out my merch stuff as well. Go to talkpopculture.threatlist.com want to check out shirts and stuff I will have designs coming up for the Franchise Talks logo on t-shirts but definitely check out the old school shirts that we have on the site itself it's awesome, they're really well priced, they're by Threadless. they're based in Chicago, definitely check out talkpopculture.threatlist.com also check out the backlog of episodes of the Franchise Talks on Anchor Google, Apple, Spotify, and any other podcast platforms. Big shout out to all the listeners from around the world who are celebrating the holidays. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules with your families to listen to me talk about stuff, especially pop culture. So let's go ahead and take care of the reads. Once again, not only are you sponsored by Anchor, but we're also powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. They're PC like car packs. So whether you're a new podcaster like me, an existing podcaster for over five years, looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. Use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. Poddex is a hot news tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and make sure to use that code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. Thank you so much to Poddex. Next one is, of course, ExpressVPN. Basically, you're probably wondering, what is a VPN? It's a virtual private network. It's basically your extra security. It's your extra lock on your front door. It's the deadbolt. It's basically a lock on your diaries. If you remember keeping diaries and journals back in the day. Um, pretty much it protects your browsing and streaming with ease. If you can install ExpressVPN on any mobile device, smart TV, laptop, desktop, and even a gaming console. So you're planning to use public Wi-Fi when traveling. Make sure to have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data and browse safely. These are statements that I actually pulled myself from the website. It's from their website and I quote, 
When you connect to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes to an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your ISP, hackers, and government agencies cannot see into. It helps with privacy. Keep your whereabouts to yourself and surf with a peace of mind. When you connect to any ExpressVPN server locations, you get a different IP address and you can make yourself to appear in a different country. Avoid price discrimination based on location and help keep your identity private. When you connect your VPN to the internet, the VPN creates an encrypted connection known as a tunnel. Between your device and the internet, it masks your IP address with its own unique IP address in the telling process. This IP address is shared with other VPN users. That makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your activity back to you. It pretty much changes every time you log back in. By using a VPN, your own address is masked or scrambled by the VPN, protecting your location, identity, and online activity from anyone which is fighting through your IP address. Sorry guys, incognito mode does not work. A VPN protects your privacy and lets you browse securely. But what if your VPN connection gets interrupted? Your browser and other apps won't warn you that you are connecting without protection. That's where a VPN kill switch comes in. If your VPN drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic. This protects your IP address and other sensitive information from being exposed. Once your VPN connection is restored, your security internet access resumes. ExpressVPN also uses advanced encryption standard. With a 256-bit keys, also known as an AES-256, it's the same encryption standard adopted by the U.S. government and trusted by security experts worldwide to protect classified information. It was like a hacker hundreds of years to get you to your information. It's that level of protection. That's great. You can also access GLI content using ExpressVPN. For me, I love anime. And, of course, you know, I don't have HBO Max anymore. I'm trying to save money, guys. So, if I want to see Studio Ghibli, I already have some of the some of the things on Blu-ray, but the other films I don't have, I want to check them out on Netflix. But, of course, I don't have HBO Max, so what I do is plug the link onto my laptop, click on my ExpressVPN browser extension, select my location to Canada, then I go into Netflix, type in Studio Ghibli, or Spirit Away, or Howl's Movie Castle, and only get access to those films, but also other films in the Studio Ghibli library and also too you can also unlock other content on other streaming services as well they're not available in the u.s it's that simple expressvpn offers 24 7 customer support they offer 30-day money back guarantee no hassle no risk plans start at 12.95 a month 59.95 for six months or the more popular 99.95 for a year with savings of 35 percent off a month best in class security and encryption. They offer no activity logs or connection logs. They don't keep track of information. Why should they? They're 84% out of 5 on Trustpilot and Apple Store. Right now, listeners of the franchise Talks get three months added for free by signing up using our using my link or our link, expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Make sure it's click on make sure to use expressvpn.com slash talkpop. I will get more information in the episode description. Thank you so much to Poddex, ExpressVPN, and of course, Anchor, our home platform. Thank you so much for supporting me. So now, let's get back to the rest of the anime that I have completed and I could recommend or don't recommend. One that I love so much, I wish there were more episodes. I love synopsis, I gave it a 9 out of 10. That is Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi came out in 2021. So this was last year, guys. I actually watched something from 2021. Um, it is uh, an original work. Uh, Genres are award-winning and mystery with anthropomorphic theming, meaning they're animal people. Um, basically, uh, Area Spring 2021 is produced by TV Tokyo, Detsu, Pony Canyon, ATX Crunchyroll, Pony Canyon Enterprise, and Yoshimoto Kogyo. So basically, the story is 
Cedric Blunt, the walrus, Hiroshi Odokawa, lives a relatively normal life. He drives a taxi for a living. There he meets several unique individuals. The jobless Taichi Kawasawa, who's a dead set on going viral. The mysterious nurse, Miho Shirakawa, the struggling comedic duel, homo sapiens, and Dobu, a well-known liquid. Odokawa's simple way of life is all to be turned upside down. The case of a missing girl the police have been tracking leads back to him. And now both the Yakuza and the duel of corrupt cops are on his tail. In a strange familiar city filled with unusual individuals, Odd Taxi is a bizarre story about a humble taxi driver and the mystery about lost high school girl. So that's basically what I love about this. It's like the plot is kind of interesting. But these animals, they're all mammals. But the weird thing is, there's no bird people because basically some mammal type animals that are being used. And the dude's just a, you know, I love his demeanor. And he just does his thing, drives a taxi alive, his own private taxi. And it's just. You're finding out more about each person just based on when they go into his cab and start talking and stuff. And you get to see what they're dealing with, you know. It, like, I love how each episode kind of dwells into a certain character's backstory. And he's just there to give some kind of uh, advice or just do his job. And it's one of those anime that became really interesting and definitely something you, I definitely recommend checking out. The reason I gave it a 9 is, in fact, I wish there were more episodes. I did find out they are announcing a film to Odd Taxi. I don't know if it's going to be a follow-up film or an original story. Um, definitely something you need to check out on Crunchyroll. I love the characters. They're all amazing as well. I mean, the voice of um, Hiroshi Orakawa, Hanane Minatsuki is uh, really good. Uh, then we got like famous like comedians, like Meteors, famous like comedian. He's the voice of Yano. Definitely um check it out. Um it's currently on Crunchyroll, so odd taxi guys. And like I said, the film's gonna be called Odd Taxi Movie in the Woods. That's just be coming out soon. But definitely check it out. I loved it, so definitely check out Odd Taxi. Alright, next one is Okami Shoujo no Koro Ochi or Wolf Girl and Black Prince. I actually gave this one a seven. Um It was like one season, guys. Um this is the comedy romance, it's the theming shoujo. By Sentai Filmworks. Uh, it's currently on Crunchyroll. Uh, 12 episodes. Basically, the, the premise is Erika Shinohara is taken to lying about her relationship with exploiter and respect for friends. So, when they ask for a picture of her boyfriend, in quotes, she hastily sends a photo of a handsome stranger whom her friends recognize as the popular kind hearted Yokosata. Trapped in her own web of lies, desperately trying to avoid humiliation, Erika explains her particular man Kyo Kyoya, hoping he will pretend to be her boyfriend. Yo is not the angel he appears to be. He's actually a mean-spirited sadist who forces Erica to become his dog in exchange for keeping his her secret. Regrettably accepting his deal, Erica soon begins to see a glimpse of the real clear beneath the multiple layers of his outer persona as she finds herself falling for him. She can't help but question if we ever feel the same way about her. Will Kyo finally make an honest woman out of Erica, or is she just destined to be a wolf girl forever? Basically, uh, there's 21 chapters of the manga. So definitely check this out. Um, I found it like I, the story was interesting. The fact that you know, the thing that kind of bothered me a little bit is the fact that she had to hide. In fact, like I don't know, it was just her feeling shame or something. She's a new girl at school or something. Um, I guess she was having hard making friends or something, and they feel like oh maybe because all the rumors about her being oh she looks average, she's not gonna get a boyfriend. I think because she overheard these friends talk about their relationship exploits and she felt kind of left out this is where she came in and started you know what I'm just gonna picture this random dude and um 
and when the guy's really handsome and stuff, I love that in a man. But um, I love Erica too. But it's like I wish you'd be more honest and stuff. Like thing to me, and like I enjoyed the story, and everything. It was a little cringy at first, but it was it kind of grew on me a little bit. I gave it a seven. I'll go back and give a rewatch. Definitely, you guys want to check it out? Check it out, Crunchyroll. And I like the fact it kind of dwells into um, Kyo's like personality. At first, he's like mean to her and stuff, but eventually, he starts getting used to her. And then Erica just not giving up, and you know, even though being a dog, just so he can keep her secret. And then Erica just trying to be somebody that she wasn't, just saying, "Hey, I got a boyfriend," you know, I mean, this and this and this, and just to fit in. To me, kind of, I don't know if all girls feel like that, where you have to pretend to be something you're not, just gain the respect of your peers to me that does not make sense but I'm I mean, it's high school I guess I've been in high school for a long time guys I'm 37 so I don't know if things change if that's still practice a lot let me know in Twitter um, but definitely check out this anime if you want to see more of the story definitely read the manga so it's Wolf Girl and Black Prince so definitely check that out that's currently on that's on Crunchyroll okay next one um I gave this one a 7 out of 10. Uh, might have to rewatch it, but I might read the line out of it. Um, it's called Orodake Hariru Kakashi Dungeon, or the Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. It is a harem. It's got action, adventure, fantasy, ecchi. Um, basically, the story is despite his noble title, Noir, Stalgia, is at the bottom of the social hierarchy because this his fellow nobles oppress him and treat him. Like garbage, however, he possesses a rare yet powerful ability to communicate with the great sage, an oracle who grants Noir the answer to absolutely everything. After failing to secure a job as a librarian, Noir decides to join the Hero Academy. He knows he must become stronger and enter the institution. The great sage advises him to explore a hidden dungeon that's deep within the mountains. There, Noir meets Olivia's servant, a beautiful yet enchanted maiden trapped within the labyrinth. Lily bestows Noir a set of ridiculously powerful skills that grants him virtually total control over reality. Naturally, there is a catch. Every time Noir attempts to use his powers, his life points decrease, putting his life at risk. To replenish his energy, he must give in to worldly pleasures, such as kissing his childhood friend. With his newfound powers, Noir begins his journey to student in the Hero Cat, meeting new acquaintances, help them through the dire situations. So basically, it's kind of like a cheat. Basically, it's like playing a video game, having a cheat, where you can pretty much rewrite everything. Um, I like the pros with the dungeon stuff, but to me, the most cringy thing, yeah, it has to be a typical harem anime. Um... Yeah, just by kissing his childhood friend. And I, I mean, it's interesting about the power where he has the ability to pretty much, you know, he goes in a dungeon to get stronger and he's able to rewrite abilities or rewrite spells. Just, he can use points to edit stuff and change everything. But the downside is he has to, like, you know, has to be kind of lewd and, you know, inappropriately touch, you know, his childhood friend or give her a kiss or grope her. Just to get points back, basically. I think if without that, it would have been better. Um, and it's just how these characters are. I mean, yes, it's one of those uh, pick your own waifu type of thing where you want that person to win. I mean, animation is really good. Um, it's just that, like that. But that is like I like the whole fantasy style of it and the whole magical spell set. But like I said, that's kind of crazy. Just thing. he has to do loose stuff just to keep you know his thing intact. You know, keep his life. You know. Of the point and points and raise up his life points basically. But if you want to check it out, I'll leave it up to you. I mean, it's one of those watch once, don't rewatch again type of things, or 
you want to skip it, by all means, go ahead. Or you read the light novel, read the light novel. Maybe it's better than the light novels. So definitely check it out. The Hidden Dungeon, only I can enter. I collect your roll. This one's okay. Another one I gave it a seven. It's called... Oh, Sarnana Nijimi guys at that name. I can I love comedy. Oh, Osamake rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose. Um, this every 12 episodes coming out in 21. Another one that I saw last year. What I like about this one has Inori Minase, who's one of my favorite voice actors. She's really great. And, and she plays the main character of Shida. Shida. Uh, it's based on light novels. It's by Dougal Kobo. It's a comedy romance. I think the reason why I like this one is the fact that I wish, you know, she, that character, supposedly she wins, but basically it says here, Suha Maru is the childhood best friend of one of Hosumi High School's most popular girls, Kuru Hashida. Cute, outgoing, affectionate, Kuru's perfect older sister type. She has boys constantly begging her feet to be with her yet, when she confesses her love with Suha one day, he immediately rejects her. He can't just think of her in that way. Besides, he already has the sights on as his first love, school idol, and renowned author, Shirokusa Kachi. Suraha believes that he has a chance for Kachi at the Wafio Mane, but soon finds out that Kachi has a boyfriend. But his dreams now shatter. Suraha agonizes over what could have been. That is until Kuro approaches her with a proposal. Let's get revenge. So basically, this guy was like a former like child actor. And he used to do this show where they used to act together, and then she started like, and this other girl that he has a crush on ended up reading, writing stuff afterwards based on her experiences as child actors. And then, um, basically, Suha is, Ikura, you know, she has feelings for him, she, and then all of a sudden she rejects him, like he rejects her, but she decides, you know what, let me help you out, let's get revenge on, her, on, on your crush. And it's one of those where I liked it, I wish there was more plot to it. It, it had an interesting premise at all, and it's funny how the two protagonists work together to get revenge on the people that, I don't know, they spurn them and stuff, but definitely something you want to check out for yourself. Uh, it's on Crunchyroll. It's up to you guys. I actually, Like I said, I gave it a set, man. I'll do a rewatch just to see what else I have a problem wrong with it. It's been a while, but definitely check it out. Also, my K, Ryan Conway, a childhood friend, won't lose. This is one of the ones I loved. I actually gave it an 8. Um, this is called Otome Game no Hatsumi Flag Shikanai Akiyaku Rejoni Tensei Shibata Shibata Also known my next life is a bonus All routes lead to doom I gave it an 8 out of 10 I think I know I wish it was more episodes um, This is from 2020 Spring 2020 It's a comedy drama Fantasy romance Shoujo theme Reincarnation Reverse Harem School It's a life novel So verse right here so basically it says here, Prime says most people will be preferred to be the protagonist of a world or a school adventure, but it be in the game or another world. But fortunately, a certain girl is not so lucky. Regaining the memories of her past life, she realized she was reborn in the world of Fortune Lover, one of the games she used to play. Fortunately, the character she was reincarnated into, Katina Clays, is the game's main protagonist, who faces utter doom in every ending. Using her extensive knowledge of the game, she takes it upon herself to escape from the chains of his accursed destiny. However, this will not be an easy feat. Easy feat, especially since she needs to be cautious on that set of death flags and may spill the impending doom she is trying to avoid. Even so, to make a change that will affect the lives of everyone around, she strives not only as a heron, but as the bonus. I love about this series is the fact that it's not kind of somewhat isekai, not really isekai, it's just like a reincarnation type of thing where you get reborn into the thing. She gets reborn as this game character and she just realizes herself and she ends up being a, she plays a villainous family. 
And what I like about her is she decides, you know, she's going to do the opposite of what this character did in the game. But pretty much being herself. Like being, you know, outgoing, being sociable, you know, being considerate of others, being nice. Um, not only run the respect of the of the harem of men are approaching her, but also the, the girls as well. So she's got a harem on both sides, which I kind of like because me, I swing both ways. So it's like kind of speaks to me. And I love Katarina Clay's. I love her fact that, like she said, she's more adventurous. She doesn't like she doesn't act like a hoity-toity like noble. She likes girly things, but at the same time, she likes like you know working hard, playing pranks, and you know being nice to her stepbrother and. You know, doing everything she can to avoid that bad ending. I love the theme song. I like that she has these monologues with little mini versions of herself in her head that represent her different personalities as they try to figure out how to navigate through these events. So definitely check it out. And they have two seasons, actually. I believe they're coming back for another season as well. So definitely check it out as well. Um, like I said, check it out on Crunchyroll. I enjoy it. They got the dub and sub. I recommend both. Okay, those are the ones I saw. It actually was from this, like, it actually premiered in 2021. Um, it's based on a one manga. It's by Studio Wit, who, and by, licensed by Funimation, but it's on Crunchyroll. It's called Rank, also, uh, Osama Ranking or Ranking Kings. The people of the kingdom look down on young Prince Boju, can neither hear nor speak. They call him the useless prince, but Junior's in supposed foolishness. However, uh, Boji may be, not be physically strong, he's certainly not weak of heart. When a chance comes where a shadow creature should have left the traumatized, that makes him like, believe they ain't found a friend amidst those who only chose to notice his shortcomings. He starts with meeting with Kage, the shadow regularly to the point where the otherwise that basic creature begins to warm up to him. Kage and Boji's unlucky friendship lays the budding foundations of the prince's journey, one where he tends to conquer his fears and is great despite the constant he faces. Boji resolves to fulfill his desire, becoming the best king he can be. Like about it, he uses sign language and stuff. Even like Kage like talks for him and stuff. He understands him and stuff, which I do like. And I like the art style. The art style is kind of different. It's like like it gives you like this kind of fairy tale esque story setting. He gave it a nine. I enjoyed it. I wish there was more episodes. But I love the the art style. I love the colors. I like that they kind of like like this. Like Boji doesn't let his like dis his disabilities like in hinder him like without like with that desire to rule the kingdom, and I like how Kage you know he's a creature, but he ends up like pretty much he's like a shadow creature, but eventually you see a budding relationship between the two. They become almost like brothers and and just you know just basically um, just working through just getting better be better at themselves like. Boji sees the best in Kage. Kage sees the potential in Boji, and pretty much they work together through many paths of training and stuff, all while helping the kingdom through these dark forces. So definitely check it out. That's on Crunchyroll. I recommend a rewatch as well. Next one is something that you can probably watch once. I give it a seven out of ten. Um, it's called Outbreak Company. Uh, this is on High Dive. Shinichi uh, Kano is a shut-in otaku with a vast knowledge of anime, manga, and video games. One day after applying for a job or hopes of escaping his secluded lifestyle, he is kidnapped and transformed into the Elden Empire, a fantasy world filled with elves, dragons, and dwarves. Trapped in this strange land, Shinichi is given an unlikely task by a Japanese government to spread otaku culture across the realm by becoming an otaku missionary. 
accomplish this mission, Shinichi has the full support of Japanese government as well as the half help made Yusel and Princess Valtraka of the Elden Empire. Today, with his ragtime bunch, he will come to absence of politics, social classes, and ethnic discrimination to promote the ways of the otaku in his holy land. I wish there was more episodes for this. I did enjoy this anime. Um, what I liked about it is they do callbacks to it's uh, it's basically this guy pretty much he's an anime fan, he's an otaku, signs up for this thing, and pretty much he's sent on a government mission as a representative of the government to promote the cultures, the culture exchange programs in this land. And I like how they do callbacks, like it shows like video games, dating games, pretty much callbacks to different animes. And just the people's like, you know, intrigue and curiosity towards it. And then you see some of them are not kind of like open to change. You got a government that has to evolve with the times as well because of the discrimination of people's differences. Um, this speaks to me. I just wish there was more episodes. Yeah, I had to have a little bit of fan service. A little bit of fan service, not so much. But I enjoyed it. It was interesting to seeing how fantasy characters react to that culture, so uh, to the talk culture and their fascination I like how they call back to different mangas of course they had to change the names because of course different publishers, different studios have to survive those characters, so enjoy it, time high dive something you can watch once, I if you want to rewatch it, it's up to you guys, but something you probably can watch only once as well, and if you want to read the light novel, look out the light novel and find out where that happened Next one, I called this. Uh, it was okay, but this is based on a on a manga. It's a comedy, fantasy, edgy. It's a harem. It's on high dive. It's by Sudo Wolfbane. It's called Peter Grill, the Dol Kenshinikano, Peter Grill, the Philosopher's Time. After gaining the title of the strongest warrior in the world, Peter Grill has finally proven in his worth and is ready to take the hand of his beloved senior, the beautiful, innocent Uvilia Santos. Peter expects to have a healthy relationship with her despite subjections from her father. Fortunate dream clearly breaks apart as the news of his grand victory spreads amongst the women folk of other races, such as known as ogres, orcs, elves, and others. Some of them even vying for his seed to produce offspring, blessed with his might. And when betraying the trust of his chairs, Louvillian causes a scandal, Peter strives to avoid other women's salacious advances, however, accomplishing with a, such a feat with so many alluring women in his shows, he's just said done. I like the premise. It's harem. Uh... I like about it, find it, but I like about it is the fact that he's trying to stay pure, but you know it's kind of hard. I mean, he definitely wrong. He's really handsome and stuff. Even the girls are cute and everything. I like the ogre sisters. Um, I like the the ogre sisters. Um, the orc sisters. Um, the ogre sisters. That you know, it's funny how they they are like in the same guild and they end up like, oh, we want to, you know. We respect you. You're the strongest warrior, but we want your seat. <laughs> and it's just him trying to find out their advances, and he's trying to keep in his pants. But of course, he succumbs to his limit, to his own needs. And it's funny how he cries every time. <laughs> he kind of, it's like, oh no, I've done a dirty deed. I must find my love, Lavelia, but I keep doing it with the other girls. It's like he gets, he falls into peer pressure. So you know, he's supposed to be the strongest warrior. How are you the strongest warrior? You can't seem to fight off advances of other of others and stay loyal to the person that you, you somehow supposedly give your heart to. But it's funny, and as I kept laughing every single time, each episode is like 15 minutes, so they're not long. 
I'm wondering how the manga is. Probably like a short form manga. That's probably why the second is so short. They have a second season out. The song is kind of catchy. Um, like I said, other than that, with the most cringy is like backstory. It's a it's a decent watch. Um, the reason I gave it a seven is because of that. Uh, just because it being short form and it's just I don't know. I don't know, something about it just makes it really cringy and stuff. It's like, it makes the girls being needy and stuff. They want to jump them, which to me, girls should choose who they mate, who they want to mate. People should mate who they want to mate with. I think that's what kind of threw me up. But like I said, it was an interesting premise. If you want to have some good laughs, check it out. Uh, Peter Grover Foster's Time on High Dive. Okay, next one uh, is called Rikigagoi Ni. Ochita no Shome Shimsta. Also known as Science Fell in Love, so I try to prove it. There's two seasons out right now. I love this anime. I wish there was more. I wish the other characters got more development. That's the only thing, thing I'm wrong with it. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It was co episodes aired in 2020. Kagi Romance with its own cast. Education is based on a web manga. Um, basically, um, so I believe that science can provide rational explanations for the countless phenomena of our universe. However, there are many. Aspects of our existence that science has not yet found solutions to and cannot establish with numbers. Most notorious of these is the concept of love. While it being impossible to apply scientific theory to such intricate complex emotion, a daring pair of quick witted Saitama University scientists aim to take on the challenge. One day, the bold before Ayame Himuro outwardly declares that she is in love with Shinya Yukimura, her fellow logical and level headed scientist. Acknowledging his own lack of experience with romance, Yukimura questions what factors constitute love in the first place and whether he's in love with Humuru or not. Both coolers and the dingers of love layer particular detail experience on one another to test the human characteristics that indicate love and discern whether demonstrate these traits towards each other. As Humuru, you can remember getting into many lessons. Can the scientists essentially apply scientific theory with the help of their friends to qualify, quantify the feelings they express to one another? What I like about this is like it. It's using the science algorithms and formulas based on the social sciences to determine what makes a person fall in love. And I like the fact that each of the characters have their own expertise when it comes to certain aspects. Because they each part of this, um, this lab in a university that pretty much um, deals with the social sciences. Sciences. It's really interesting. I wish other characters got more development as well because I thought there was underlying themes in this. On that it was enjoying. You can watch it both in Japanese or English. They both translate pretty well because they're both using. They both kind of kept like the logos. They just kind of kept like to the T, especially when they're talking about the certain formulas that are being utilized. Each thing I'm not gonna go to details of the formulas. Definitely need to check it out. But it like they got a second season. It's really interesting, so definitely check it out. Okay, next one is Ruby. How you so tetsu teko? Ruby, Ice Queen Gnome. I just finished this anime the other day. I gave it a 9. I wish there was more episodes. Um, it's done by Wonder Brothers Japan, Good Smile Company, K-Lab, Bandai Namco, Film Wars, Bandai Namco, Music Live, also Rooster Teeth. It's actually based on Rooster Teeth. Um, since ancient times, the, it's basically, a, it's like a, almost like a retelling of Ruby, but the characters have a better, like, I would like to say the characters have more development. Uh, Stage times of World Remnant has been under constant threat by the Grim. Creatures of nightmare obsessed with destroying both humans and half human faunas. To protect themselves, the four caves of the world established academies that train young people to become a huntsman. Warriors tasked with destroying Grim. 
The Kingdom of Veil, the cheerful 15-year-old Ruby Rose has a dream of life at the prestigious Beacon Academy. Sally, being too young, she can only watch as her elder sister, Yang Xiaolong, sets off in the academy alone. But everything changes when Ruby finds off a group of armed robbers and the use of her skillful exploit reaches Beacon's headmaster, Professor Osmond. Ruby's over the moon when she receives an invitation to join the academy alongside her sister. Meanwhile, halfway across the world in the Kingdom of Atlas, Corporaris Vaishnee defies her father's wish and sets off her beacon. Her heart brimming with anxious resolve. Same time, Lonesome Rogue Blake Balladonna banished her vigilante group in the hopes of finding a better life in the Academy. When their paths converge, the meeting between the four girls is anything but friendly. The vast different personalities believe they often end up clashing. However, as they work together, team begins to create ripples across speaking and likes of which has never been seen before. It's basically a retelling, but it kind of focuses on them as opposed to the other characters. Hopefully, they do it in our season to address it, but. I enjoyed the animation. I love that Sari Jaime is the voice of Ruby, the Japanese. I haven't seen the English version. I know they got a lot of the voice actors from the regular series coming back to the English dub. I love that this one kind of dwells into each of the characters. Jean is not like... I like with Jean's character, his personality kind of changed. They kind of updated his personality where, you know, he tried to be a ladies' man in the first episodes of the original series. Being closing this up, I like for this one is that he's not like that and he's trying his best to be a league. Like, he wants to be a leader, so he got to see more of Team Juniper. But of course, focus was on Team Ruby. And I like for the fact that they had this thing called Nightmares that's plaguing them. It shows what their fears are and how they work together to come across these nightmares and kind of sees more of a more of a character development for these girls and in the world and the people that you know try to be around them and stuff. Uh, but, Hopefully, they'll adapt the rest of it. We'll see how it goes. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Something to rewatch. And also, if you like the original series, check out the original Ruby. That's a Rooster Teeth. Also available on Crunchyroll as well. Okay, next one. Sainai Heroin no Soledakataka. Saikano, How to Raise a Boy and Girlfriend. Ran for 12 episodes. There are some, there are actually uh, multiple seasons which I gotta look for. Well, the first season is available on Crunchyroll. This online novel is by Netflix of America. It's a hair montage culture school setting. Uh, I like a lot about it. I wish there were more episodes. That was one thing I found. This Tomo Aki Otaku has been obsessed with collecting anime and light novels for years, attaching himself to various series with captivating stories and characters. Now he wants to have a chance to provide the same experience for others by creating his own game. Unfortunately, Tomiya cannot do this task by himself. He says recruits childhood friend Ari Spencer Savamur, so she's by mixed, um, to illustrate literally to illustrate and literally lead this Utara Kamusugoka to write the script for his visual novel while he directs. Screw so down ahead, Tomiya only needs an inspiration to base the character and luckily meets the beautiful Dalsal Megami Kaito, who he then mouse his main character after. Using what knowledge he has, Tomiya creates a new Dojin circle with hopes to touch the hearts of those who play their game. What he does not realize is evoke these emotions, the creators have to have experienced the same feelings in their own lives. So I like about this is like people coming together on this common project and using their various skills, but they also get to know each other more and how to work together. So one's good at writing, one's good at drawing, uh, one's good at music, and one's good at music, but it's like the cousin to uh, Tomia and Tomia just being the director using his knowledge of dating games. So he wants to make a visual novel type gaming type of thing like almost like a dating game so definitely if you're interested in that type of thing with, with a slice of life school setting definitely check this one out just something you could probably rewatch over again they do have OVAs they do have a second season which I need to check out myself 
that's currently Arion Crunchyroll. Next one I gave is what's an eight? I don't know if people gave it a five, but uh, it's called Shisekai Nin Ichiban Suyuken Naritai, also known as one of the strongest in the world. It is by Rubik, Earthstar Entertainment, likes my control, action, sports, and edgy. It's kind of I don't see edgy right now much. Uh, topless is in there, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Basically, it's on Crunchyroll. Basically, Haragas, Sawakura, Miyasa, Elena, and the lead members of popular group Sweet Diva. One day, Elena is injured by an attack of a female pro wrestler, Kazuma Ryo, during the recording go TV program. Sakura gets mad at Ryo and gives her a dropkick to avenge Elena. Sakura enters the female pro wrestling matches. What I like about this is like a female idol who decides to get into the world of professional wrestling, um, which I do like because it kind of shows what the Japanese um, uh, strong style is. And it's just her determination of not wanting to give up, and I like it. I can see why it's etchy in a sense. Yeah, they do some clothes. I mean, the outfits that the girls are wearing are kind of skiffy and stuff. I understand where the etchiness comes from, but I like that her determination. And of course, Elena, you know, she's, even though she's the number two, while her friend Sakura is doing this wrestling thing, she wants to prove that she can be number one. She can carry out a group herself. But she, I think she also gets jealous for the fact that she's get, like her friends get more attention because of the fact that she's like, I don't become a pro wrestler. So you kind of see that kind of like that friendly rivalry between the two two um, idol members, and even the point she gets she gets involved. But I like it for the fact it shows what goes on when they train for the ring and what goes on outside the ring. It's, I don't know why. To me, it's underrated. Uh, it's based on the manga, so definitely check it out when you get a chance. Next one. This one's based on a a series. Um, it's also a, a, kind of like a, a like a part of like a reboot or kind of like a continuation of the main series. Um, uh, it's called Shin Sakura Tensei: The Animation or Sakura Wars Animation. Um, this is based on. Hold on, sorry guys, I got something weird. There we go. Um, it's based on a game. It's basically based on a video game, which is an adaptation of a series. Um, actually, it's a continuation of the Sakura War series. Hayami Sayuri is the... I guess the story Hayami is the voice of Clarissa. Um, I played the video game. Uh, I went with the Sakura... You could like, basically go the route with the different girls. What I like it was like Max and stuff, performing arts. So the girls actually sing as the skater. They perform like musicals, basically. On 1941, a year after the defeat, I was getting... Captain Shinjiro Kamiyama of the Imperial Comic Reviews, Fire Division, Tokyo, Executive Mission. So, this is one year after the game. So, you got to play the game to understand the premise. But if you remember watching the original Sakura Wars anime, you'll see one character that's familiar to that series. But with this one, this is like a continuation of the video game. Um, Sakura Yamaya temporarily assuming command following an incident in Europe. Kamiyama takes a young Russian girl named Clara, and Ruskova leaves her in the Fire Division's care. However, Moscow Comic Review Captain Larry Kaminsky. His sense is okay to shoot Clara and her followers and must stop him. I like it because they bring this character in. Uh, they got the characters from the video game, but they also got voices of other characters in it as well. Something that you should definitely check out. They do have the one the original actors come back to voice a character that's from the original Soccer Wars. And I played the video game. It's on PlayStation 4. You probably be playing on PS5. I like the story. I like the music. They got the music from the game, and the girls are really good singers. Definitely check it out. It's kind of like a 3D-esque type animation style because that's how the video game was animated in. So definitely check it out. It's something I can rewatch or play the game and rewatch it again. So definitely check it out on Crunchyroll.
Next one is called Skippy. I don't know why I gave it a six. Might have to rewatch it again. It's like 25 episodes, but it's really good. Um, it's came out 2008. It's a comedy drama romance with a love podcast showbiz shoujo. Basically, what happens is I might have to re- I, I think because I wish there was more episodes. I think that's the only thing I found wrong with this. Um, day in day out, Kyoko Mogami works multiple just for childhood friend Shotaro or Shofu and his rise to stardom as an idol. She never complains about her way of life, as she is deeply infatuated with Sho Mogo, the ends of her from However, her heart is broken when he overhears Sho talk about how he views her as nothing more than a maid he cares little for. Anger were being used, Kyoko files into rage and squares to get revenge on her former crush and the world showbiz surpassed him. During a list of unforgiving entertainment industry proves to be a challenge, she continually meets up people who force her out of her comfort zone, but for sick of vengeance, Kyoko is determined to push herself and rise to the top. So I kind of like this one. In fact, it's her determination. The it was a girl that she was pretty much overly used. Like honestly, she was overly used. She was abused by her childhood friend to do everything for him to the point like working muscles just support him while he's doing this acting thing, and because he's got a rival thing, and you know he dumps her to curb basically. Like he just doesn't see any feelings for her, and she does it for hope of you know her him opening up to her. And I like the fact she's kind of like a, has a little bit of revenge type of ask. Um, actually, just thinking back, I should actually put it up to like an eight. So let me go ahead and update that. And I actually enjoyed it. So I loved it so much. Um, I definitely got to read the manga. It's really good. Um, and it's something where you know you you're rooting for her to do be successful because it shows how tough it is to get into the entertainment industry from a Japanese perspective so I kind of like that it kind of gives you an inside look of what it takes to be you know to be an idol like in, in the world of entertainment and acting and those behind the scenes things that you know we don't see so definitely check out Skip Beat that's on Crunchyroll and of course one of my favorite animes which I gotta continue watching this is part one but I know part two is currently airing but Spy Family Spy Studio Winning Clover Works the child care thing is shown in action and comedy. So basically, I gave this a nine because I, you know, I forgot that we're coming back for another season because I wanted more. Um, basically, it says here corrupt politicians, frenzy nationalists, and other warmongering forces constantly jeopardize the thin veneer of peace between neighboring co- countries, Ostana and West Dallas. And despite their plots, renowned spy and master disguise, Twilight fulfills dangerous missions one after another in the hope that no child will have to experience the horrors of war. In the bustling Austinian city of Berlin, Twilight dons the alias of Lloyd Forger, an esteemed psychiatrist. However, his true intention is to gather intelligence on a prominent politician, Donovan Desmond, who appears rarely in public at his son's school, the prestigious Ian Academy. Listen to helping out Mary City Hall clerk Bjorn Breyer to act as his wife and adopting the curious six-year-old orphan Anya as his daughter, Lloyd enacts his master plan. He will roll Anya in a cameo where Lloyd hopes he she will excel and give him the opportunity to meet Donovan without Ross. Unfortunately for Lloyd, even a man of his talents has trouble playing the figure of a loving father and husband. Just like Lloyd is hiding his tattoo at Yor, who is an underground assassin known as Thorn Princess and Anya, an Esper who can read people's minds, have no plans have no plans to disclose their own secrets either. Although this Pitchford family is founded on deception, the Folgers gradually come to understand that the love they share for one another trumps triumph trumps all else. I love this thing because it's like it has a nice premise. You get an assassin, you get a spy, and you get an esper like a telepath living as a family and trying to find a way to work as a 
like this pretend family, but I like the fact they start having this dynamic afterwards. Aya is so cute. Yours, I will say she's the strongest wife who ever. You know, I would love to have her as a wife or have Lloyd as a husband or have a daughter like Anya. Because it's, I don't know, it's, it's just the aspect of it and the whole premise. I think the reason why I gave it a 10 was I wanted, always wanted more. I forgot there was a part 2 that's currently airing. But it's really great. I love the animation style. The opening theme song is really good. Anya's hilarious. You're just, like I said, my favorite actress is in it. Um, sorry, Hayami's in it. So she's back as your. And Lloyd is pretty good as well. Like, he's a spy, but he always wants to be curious and always studying for the next mission. And tries to be, like, the best, like, father figure he can. So Anya, Anya, try, using her telepath powers, tries her best to help her, her adopted father to complete his spy mission. Because she's so intrigued by the world of spies. And your, you know, she has an overprotective younger brother. You know, with them, you know, trying to keep, she wants to get out. I can tell she wants to get out the assassin life. But she's trying her best to be a homemaker and, you know, not to be like an outcast by her colleague, her work colleagues who don't know about her real job and her overprotective brother as well. All the purpose of, like, for her, for Lloyd to fulfill his mission and making sure there's peace between the two nations. So, definitely, Spy Family. Definitely check it out. It's on Crunchyroll. Dub or sub? I haven't seen the dub, but I see the sub. Do we have time? I think it'll be the last. That be actually will be the last one we'll talk about. I'll talk about these later on in our episodes. But I wanted to talk, think about looking back on this year in 2022. Um, for me, there's been like you know many changes when it comes to like the you know content and just the format how this show was going. You know, Beagle being part of it for so many years and him taking a break from it and me trying to find my stuff, voice for myself again. Me dealing with my own stuff and now doing a callback to what I started years ago on YouTube and, you know, dealing those videos. Was like, it was like seeing somebody that wasn't. Now you guys get to see the real me, talk to you guys, things I love, and just able to find. You know, lucky this year I was able to go to three conventions with something I've never done before. You know, just get myself out there in the social aspect. Um, of course, we had two years of no COVID, but still, I always tried to go at least one convention once here. But going to three was a big feat, and just being around different people from different backgrounds, showing your love for pop culture, it kind of embraced me. That, hey, I'm gonna try and make this a yearly thing. I know Beat goes on board in it, and hopefully, we're looking forward to like the next C2E2 movies. I, I mean, there's times where I should have gone to the theater, but sometimes, you know. I was able to see... Actually, I got to see more anime films this year than, you know, previous years. Because, like, I've been seeing more and more anime films are being released in theaters now. It's starting to become, like, a norm now. As well as anime is being more streamed. That's a big change, too. And all these new anime are coming out. Like, one thing it was... This year, I felt that there was a lot of anime I needed to get into. I was so far behind. So, now, with kind of, like, these changes and stuff, it kind of helps with that. So, hopefully, I'll do better and watch more anime um, this year to catch up as much as I can or if I see anime I watch I'll stop watching so that's my plan for 2023 is to watch more anime and also get back into learning more Japanese that's why I'm trying to watch more subs I've been taking like lessons on Busu I'm using this social media app, um, social learning app called Busu we can learn languages connect with people with you know, in their native language as well 
try to do that, watch more, you know, stuff besides anime. Like, I'm watching Wednesday right now, which I am enjoying. I'm only, like, three episodes in. Um, in other programs as well. And just hopefully next year go out more to conventions and and also go to the movies more. Uh, probably go out more, too, and read more manga, watch more anime, play video games in a casual space. Um, hopefully next year will be good for me. Hopefully I'll find that special someone that shares the same interests. You know, I'm hoping, ring out hope. Hopefully that person, he or she will come to me. So, or they will come to me. We'll see what happens. But other than that, like the goals for the show is, like I said, hopefully, uh, my goals for the show for 2023 is to bring on more guests. Hopefully I'll bring people that I, I know, like relatives, people I met on socials, I start doing interviews. I'll, if you guys do enjoy more anime recommendations, I'll keep doing that. I'll try to do more movie reviews and more news aspect stuff. Like I said, I'm trying to give you like these nice one-hour chunks to your already busy schedule so you enjoy the short-form show. Just get your attention. That's my goal for you guys to get more into news, watch more animes, to give you guys recommendations, watch more films, watch more TV shows. Do the best I can to provide the best content you can have. That is my goal, guys. And if you guys have any ideas you want to share, like I say, you guys can tweet me at podcult85 on Twitter. So if you want to tweet me ideas or you have any questions or you enjoy the episodes, let me know. You can follow the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. Like I said, I do have an email on there. I put an email, guys. If you want to be part of the show and actually be interviewed by yours truly, Send me an email, guys. Or if you have any questions, send me an email there as well. It's on the episode description as well. Check out the backlog episodes on Anchor. Thank you so much, guys. Hope you have a happy new year. It's a long 2022. And I'll see you guys again in 2023. Geek on and take care.